Welcome back to the Success in Trucking podcast powered by ES. Thanks for connecting with us again. In this edition of the podcast, we'll be sharing our latest interview from our Spotlight on Success series. This is where we take the time to place a spotlight on members of the ES community. In this Spotlight on Success, we'll meet Jennifer and Marcus Collier. We'll be talking to Jennifer and Marcus about how they found their entrance ramp to a career in the trucking industry, and we'll learn how they found their home within the ES community. The Colliers are owner-operators running as part of the Ford Air Fleet, and as they share through this interview, they have utilized the programs and support from ES to maximize their success in trucking. For our interview, we caught up with Jennifer and Marcus on the West Coast through a Zoom connection before they got rolling eastbound on their latest load. Joining us now for our Spotlight on Success feature are Jennifer and Marcus Collier. Jennifer and Marcus were just married. I want to say congratulations to you and welcome to Spotlight on Success. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. How did y'all meet? Were you like team partners for a while and then decided to get married or? I started driving in the oil field. I had already previously been in the oil field. I was hauling crude oil and I switched over to sand. Well, I moved from Houston and switched over to sand. When I switched over to sand, I was working for a company called Tuttle and Tuttle. I was working there for almost a year and then Marcus came. Marcus and I became friends. Friendship turned into dating. Dating turned into us teaming, and it was just time. We've been teaming for like three years, almost four years now. It was just time. Our families were all blended. Everybody knew everybody. We had already talked marriage. He had already kept saying something about it. I was like, oh, baby, we really just didn't have time. Pandemic hit. All that good stuff went on. And we were going home one day or going through home. And I said, let's just go get our license and let's just sneak off and get married. And that's what we did. Well, Marcus, she made it easy for you in terms of a proposal, right? Yeah. (laughs) That was last August. Getting married and having a life partner is a big decision. Very big. Can you compare that to finding a team partner? Because that is a huge commitment decision. Because if you don't have the right team partner, if you don't go into this with a good partner, it's kind of tough to do. You have to not be selfish. Marcus is not selfish at all. Probably one of the things that drew me to him is because he's always very helpful. He doesn't care who you are, stranger, somebody you know. He's always very helpful. So to me, if you're going to team, you have to be willing to let go of some of your idiosyncrasies, I guess, and being selfish. Marcus is not selfish at all. If I'm having a bad day, he doesn't mind doing the heavy lifting. If I'm having a good day, he doesn't mind doing the heavy lifting. It's not something you enter into lightly because when you're teaming with somebody, it is essentially a marriage. At the end of the day, whether you're best friends or roommates or family members, it's a partnership. So you have to be firing on all cylinders, in my opinion. I used to pride myself on driving a truck by myself, being in the oil field by myself, hauling crude oil by myself, all of that. I wouldn't do it anymore without him. I just wouldn't. It wouldn't be fun for me. Even when we're home, we do everything together. It's something that you have to be willing to adjust to. We all have our bad days. He has bad days. But it's more like as you get into it, those bad days don't linger. You're in a small space, so you can't hold a grudge. So you just have to kind of be able to let go of the small stuff. If somebody's having a bad day or if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to say, oh, we're just going to not talk to each other. I can't do it. 
what do you want to eat? Oh, I want a sandwich. Oh, okay, fine. And you're talking again. It's a marriage. If you're going to team with somebody, it is a marriage. Whether you're together or you're platonic or anything, it's a marriage. And you have to be willing to work as hard as a marriage to be team, in my opinion. Marcus, she said some awful nice things about you. Got to give you a chance to kind of give us your perspective. She set the bar pretty high there. It's just a give and take thing. Give a little, you take a little. Then you're just trying to get to a destination. Did teaming make it easier for you guys to say, hey, if we can team, we can be married? No, I don't think so. Because I always knew I was going to marry him. I knew he was going to be my husband. Like, I knew from when we first met and we were just friends and talking on the phone all the time. I knew, hey, this guy, I want him. He's going to be my husband. I already been previously married. And I remember my grandmother said, your first one is your lesson. She said, no, your second one will be your blessing. And I knew instantly that he was that. I just think it made it easier. And we probably should have did it sooner. And everybody in our lives, all of our family members, especially my parents, that was their son-in-law. There was no, like, don't come home without him. I always knew. I think it just made it easier to team. We still had our growing pains teaming. Especially if you're teaming in the oil field, it's different. It will test your patience. Like I said, it all boils down to, do you want to do this without him or do you want to do it with him? And I didn't want to do it without him. So Marcus, same question to you. Did teaming make it easier? Jennifer, again, has said some wonderful things. There are a lot of husbands, a lot of fiancés, a lot of boyfriends. They would envy what Jennifer just said about you. So talk to us about did teaming help from your perspective, taking that next step to get married. It didn't matter, team or not. I'm the talker. Marcus is so middle of the road, laid back. That's why it's just easy. But if he sees something or somebody needs help, he's like, I'm going to go help. Okay. So you guys met, found each other through working in the oil fields. Take us from the oil field to how you found your path to Ford Air and the PATH ownership program through Expediter Services. So the oil field is an up and down thing. COVID came and nobody really knew what was going on. So it started to go down. We were already taking home time. We decided we wanted something more state in our opinion because we have children. We have smaller children. We wanted to do something that was a little more consistent for us that would make us have an almost normal life while being on the road. So Marcus had actually already said something about forward air. I inquired, at that time we were driving for an owner operator. We were in the oil field, so he let us run it like we wanted to. We had inquired about Ford Air. We actually got on. They didn't have any dedicated lanes. They said they'll put us in queue for a dedicated lane. We said fine. So we ran, ran our butts off. We liked it. We were able to still go home and things like that. And then our owner wanted us to go somewhere else. So we did. Of course, we had to go at that time. So we did. We left Ford Air and we went and Ford Air had asked us, did you want to come back? At the time, we weren't able to come back, but it had always been the back of our minds because we had thought if at any time we left the owner operator we were with, we wanted to own our own truck and take that path. So we knew about the ES program. We had just gotten information, bits and pieces from different people who had already been through it. Anyway, fast forward, we're running a lane for another freight carrier, and it was a dedicated lane. It was a pretty decent lane, but that's when the winter started getting really, really hard. Being in the oil field, you don't really have like a winter. We were getting snow all the time because we're in Colorado. We got home a particular weekend, and our truck did some type of weird thing that had to be put in the shop. At that time, we didn't know how long the truck was going to be in the shop. It had been like a couple of weeks 
we were enjoying being at home with the children, so we didn't really care. One morning I woke up and I said, babe, I said, this truck doesn't hurry up to get out of the shop really soon. I'm just going to have to call the owner operator and let know that we're going to have to try to find something else that works because trucks were staying in the shop a lot longer, Jeeps' is supply chain. I said, we're going to have to find something. And I remember saying that going to bed and he kind of like laughed a little and he was like, oh, I've already said that. I was like, okay. So the next morning I got up and I called ES and they were like, we'll take you. I said, well, let me see if Ford Air takes us. We know they'll take you back, but we'll take you. I said, okay. He was still sleeping. So I'm doing all this wheeling and dealing, right? Not even asking the person that does the most in the truck, all the fuel stops, takes care of all the mechanical, does all the trip planning. I'm just like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. And he's sound asleep, not knowing what's going on. So I got in touch with a recruiter for it. He's like, no, 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 no. You guys can come back. When can you come in for a drug test? I said, well, wait a minute. I said, we have to have a dedicated lane. I said, I really need time with our children. Don't worry about it. I got you. I said, okay, well, can you send it to me in writing? I told you I got you. I said, okay. And then ES is sending us all this paperwork. Next thing I know, we were on a plane and we were going to get our truck. It has been the best decision we ever made besides marriage. So Marcus, the story Jennifer just shared says something very positive about the relationship that both of you have and how you guys look at this industry. Jennifer is essentially making a huge life and career decision. She's realizing it. You're getting your rest and this decision is about 80% down the road. When she tells you all this, what was kind of your reaction? Fine, I had already said it once before. I was already ready. I was waiting on her to get on board. So you had done a little research on ES. What impressed you about the ES program when you initially looked at it? Pretty much like the flexibility. If you don't have an idea, they show you an idea and kind of coach you up to owning your own truck. If you pay attention and get your numbers and stuff right, it'll kind of get you on the right track. If you can do that program, you can make it on your own. So you guys went through what is the Path to Ownership program. And what's cool about that, and Marcus, you just spoke to it, is that you get to know them, they get to know you. The fact that you're essentially running your own business, having your own P&L, and they're able to look at that. And you guys are able to see, yes, we can do this. Yes, they are supporting us. It is what we told Jennifer it was on the phone. It is what you read about. So tell us a little bit about your experience in the PTO, if you can. Everybody was great. We have David and Alan. We actually met Alan when we went to South Haven. We knew what lane we were going to be running. We knew the pay for it. The only thing we didn't know was how it was going to incorporate with the truck. I think even we were blown away when we started getting our settlements and we started getting the snapshots beforehand if you're running your own business this is what you would pay they give you a breakdown whenever i had a question about pay or something not getting paid before i could even call them they were calling me hey jen you missed maybe or you got this number wrong can you check this number for this ticket they were super helpful anytime i emailed david he emailed me right back or if i called alan if he couldn't talk or he didn't have the answer he would find the answer so they make it super comfortable for you to feel at ease with knowing what you're doing. The fuel side of it, I still didn't understand it, but Marcus understood it. Once Alan said, hey, this is what you do, because I had it all wrong. Once Alan said, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. You're not getting your maximum discount. And then once Marcus was able to trip plan with it, we saved loads of money. Even when our lane changed, we'd almost been there a little while and we were running the same lane and then it changed. 
I was still feeling a little uneasy about it, changing over from the PTO to our own truck. And David said, Jennifer, you have the numbers, you have the work ethic, you all know what you're doing. He said, you're not sitting up here saying, hey, our dedicated lane is going to change. We're ready to run for the hills. He said, you're adapting to it, which is what you have to do in any business. He said, you all can do this. You all have strong numbers. You all work and you all work really well together. You have the attitude. Even when you're doubting yourself, he said, look, I'm not going to push you one way or the other. You can stay in the PTO or you can go out on your own, but nothing's going to change other than you making the way. I was like, okay. So we were making the transition. It doesn't feel like they're trying to push you into something. It is exactly what they say it is. They're letting you know, and they're giving you a straight answer. It's like tough love in trucking. You can do it, or you can do the work to do it, or you can't. And when David and Alan are having these conversations with you, I know sometimes when you get out on the road and you're working it and you're in the moment, it's kind of hard to see, right? And especially if you have a tough day, you guys are in the truck right now, that space can get smaller by the minute. I guess my point being is that when you hear that, when you hear a third party go, look at your numbers. We know you work. I've talked to a number of folks in the ES community that they've gone through this similar process where they've been in the PTO, where they've worked it. ES is very upfront about it. They don't say, hey, this is going to be easy. They say, look, if you're willing to work hard, if you got a good work ethic, like an opportunity, this might be for you. Again, it might be for you. I guess what I'm saying here is that when you guys are kind of going through that part of the PTO, right? And you're, am I sure? Am I not? You got a third party who's looking at this and saying, you can do this. Can you talk about the confidence, the self-awareness that created for you to be able to take the next step? Well, I'm always very cautious. Marcus is like, we're going to do it. You're not doing it by yourself. We have each other. Then David comes right back and says, you got this. Even when our language was changing, and it literally just changed. He was like, you're not trying to cop out. But I think with anything, there is always something that's going to be in the back of your mind that says, is this okay? Are we going to make it? The trucking industry is kind of not where it used to be. Then I have my cheerleader, he'll come in and he'll ease my mind. Or I'll have a conversation with David via email, which we haven't had one in a while. But if it's for you, it's for you. There's nothing that's going to change that. Not the trucking industry going down. It also goes to your mindset or how you're going to handle things. This week has been a week and we've only been on our run two days. But we've had to deal with closures and backtracking seven hours just to get to where we need to get to. He's trying to make sure I'm okay. I'm trying to make sure he's okay. So sleep deprivation is going to set in on his side more than likely because that's his thing, trip planning. And I need to make sure my wife actually gets to where she's supposed to be. And then today, the 40 is closed. So now we got to take the long way around this way. So it does become a little much. And then you have that feeling like, oh, it's just not going to wrap up and get better. Then something happens or we'll be in here talking. We'll remember something funny. So it's just a combination of everything. What you're doing it for, who you're doing it for. And our thing is always to get home to our babies. So it just makes it worth it at the end. And yeah, we might have to take a couple of detours, but he's going to get his rest. I'm going to drive. Somebody's going to wake up. Oh, guess what? One of the kids called and this is what happened. And it's funny. You don't have time to think about all that. You just remember what you're doing for. And like I said, this program makes it easy because it is exactly what they say it is. 
if you're going to come into it with the attitude that you're going to turn down every load that they give you because it's not what you want to do, this might not be for you. That's honestly true. But if you come into it with the mindset that, you know what, everywhere is winter right now because it literally is. It's snowing in California. So you're going to encounter a little snow. Let me just take it easy and go for what I know, whether I know it or not, and ask as many questions as possible. And I love the fact that you guys both have each other's back. I think that's part of good team partner, good husband and wife. You've mentioned it a little bit. We've talked around it. You've spoken to it just a little bit. Can you talk about the fact that you do have David, you do have Alan, you do have all of the folks at ES, and the motto of ES is never stand alone. So can you talk about the value of having not only Marcus with you, but the entire ES team behind you saying, yes, you can do this? If you don't reach out to somebody, then how are you ever going to get help? If you don't know, they can't help you. If they don't know, they can't help you. Knowing that if I do get in a pickle and I can't answer the question or figure it out, and I can just send an email or I can pick up the phone and say, hey, Alan, this is bothering me. Can you explain this to me a little bit better? Like with the fuel, I honestly didn't know. I thought I was doing it right. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't doing it right. So he was like, yeah, that's why your fuel costs went up a little bit and you use more fuel. You want to maximize your discount. He explained it to me. It was on speaker. My husband heard that he was able to explain it a little bit more and put in the right codes. He said, you don't have the right codes in either. Then that made it so much easier for us because you are literally able to trip plan and have your fuel stops on there. But because I didn't ask the question in the beginning, it cost us a little bit. David always sends out the reports with your revenue, whether you have positive cash flow or you don't. He's like, well, your cash flow could have maybe been a little more positive if you would have saved fuel here. It just made sense. And it made our trip planning and our fuel costs just go down by so much. And it made sense. But because I didn't ask the right questions in the beginning, they didn't know I didn't know. I mean, they didn't make me feel like, oh, you should have known that or that's like common sense. It's like, oh, no, no, it happens. That's what we're here for. And it's always call me back. Even Alan followed up. He's like, hey, are you good? Are you seeing the way it should be? And I'm, yeah, it's making sense now. Okay. And once David sent out our report, voila, it was all right there in black and white. If I miss something, like I said, with payroll, she'll reach out and she'll say, hey, did you forget about this? Or is this the wrong one before the settlements even hit? If they catch it, they're going to call you and ask you. And they know you're trucking, so you might not catch everything. Marcus, what does it mean to you to have the team at ES behind you and Jennifer? Just like a safe haven. They have your back regardless. Maintenance issues or anything. Sometimes you might go somewhere and they say they did something. It might not really be time. They step in and help you as needed. So you know what to expect when you get there by yourself. Just a good learning experience for you. They kind of coach you through it step by step. So it sounds like, yes, it's trucking, so there's ups and downs. But having said that, it sounds to me like you're in a great spot because you've got a carrier that's responsive to your needs, getting you miles. You've got the ES community, the ES team behind you, and you're able to be truck owners, and you're also able to get back to your family, which you've talked about is very important. So let's talk about family for a little bit. Let's talk about the ability to do all of those things and talk about where your happiness meter is right now. The fact that you're able to see your family, and then we'll talk a little bit about your family as well. As far as the happiness meter, it's beyond 100, I'll say, on my end. So if it goes to 100, we're talking it's beyond 100, which is really good. It's beyond 100 because you're able to, even when we take off, I call David, I say, hey, how does this work? And he was able to explain it to me. He said, hey, this is how it works. 
this is what's going to happen. He said, you'll still be okay when you come back, but this is what's in place and this is how we have it set up. He kind of started explaining a little bit more about the program when you have your own truck and things like that. So that definitely made it easier for us to make the decision to say, okay, this is for us. As far as family, like I said, we literally just started a new lane. So we're still getting our little ducks in a row. And we've had a few hiccups due to the weather, which you can't do anything about in a truck. But we're still able to get home consistently. Even when it seems like a short amount of time, it's still home time. And then we'll make up for it. The next week, the weather's great. We hit all our ducks in a row and everything falls just right. And we're able to make up for it that way. So I think because of the relationship that ES has with Forward Air, Forward Air knows sometimes if they have drivers come back that go through the program, they're able to say, hey, these are very strong drivers. They can handle it. It makes it a lot easier for them. And it makes it a lot easier for ES to kind of guide you along the way and mentor you through the program. It makes it a lot easier for the owner operators because you're not just thrown to the wolves and you're not just have somebody saying maintenance is due here. This is why we're doing this maintenance. This is why we're doing that maintenance. No, it's not time for that. Oh, well, you need to get this done. Okay, go ahead and do this. Like I said, it's very cut and dry. It's exactly what they say it is. I think a lot of times in trucking, it's a lot of talk and it's nothing backed up. But this is truly one of those programs where what they say is what they mean. So tell us a little bit about your family. You said you got young kids, ages. We have a whole gambit in our family. So I had three girls and Marcus has four boys. I was super excited to be a boy mom because we have little boys as well as big boys. I actually get to be a boy mom. So our three younger ones, which are 10, 8, and 6, those are the fun ones. The two little ones, we call them Fred and Elka Mertz because they are thick as thieves, but they argue like husband and wife. <laughs> they love each other. They will do whatever for each other, even at the cost of their brother, their parents. They don't care. And then we have older kids. We have a 25-year-old. We have two 21-year-olds. And then we have a 13-year-old. The older kids are very protective of the younger kids. Everybody gets along great. Fun fact, I have two siblings. I have a brother and a sister. My sister, she just got married. She went through a divorce and she got married. And she has a blended family. And my brother, he also has a blended family. So my parents are very pleased with their big blended and will do anything for their grandkids. Right. So they're very excited. Where there used to be just all girls, I got to bring in boys. And my dad was so excited because now he had grandsons. And then my little brother, he got married and his wife already had a son. So he had a son and then they had two more sons. So let me tell you, the grandparents are on grandparent overload. <laughs> They're always like, they don't care what we're doing, where we're going. Even when we were getting ready to change the lane, some things happened. And my dad was like, well, the kids can come here. No problem. And we'll work it out. We spent Christmas together, all of the families, and it was very, 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 I mean, like we didn't want to go, but we had to come home and we had to come back to work. Of course, now they're trying to get us to move their way because my brother and sisters do live in California where my parents live. Of course, we're trying to get them to move where we live, which is in Texas. Arizona sounds like a compromise. It actually does, but <laughs> my parents also have a house in New Mexico, so he's throwing that out there too. Like, well, we can just move back to New Mexico and that's only so and so many hours and I think we can work it out. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure you would. We talk a lot on the podcast and through the communications that ES shares about the ES community. So you guys have the ES community 
community. And it sounds like with your family, you have your own community, which is very large and very supportive. That's got to be a help and a comfort to you guys when you're out on the road. Yeah, literally, if we said tomorrow, hey, our lane's changing, we might have to move your way. My dad would be like, where do you want me to beat you so I can grab my grandkids? It would be just that easy. Marcus, any thoughts about the family and where things are at these days? She wrapped it all up. I know we've kind of talked around it a little bit, but you guys have talked a lot about the support, a lot about the things in this program. When you're at the truck stop or when you're at the terminal, when you're out in the community having conversations with people that are interested in trucking, what do you tell them about this program? I've had a couple of friends that want to go through it, but I tell anybody, don't take it lightly. Being an owner-operator is not for the faint of heart. It's not. If it wasn't for ES, I probably would have given up, I'm going to say, simply because it just gets tough. And when you don't understand and you don't know, it makes it tougher. So I tell anybody, trucking is not for everybody. It's not as easy and as cut and dry as they say it is. You better know what you're getting into, whether it's through ES or through anybody. I always tell anybody that I know, if you can go team, go team, because it definitely does make your days and your nights easy. But if you're going to do it, go through this program to see if it's for you. That's our interview with Jennifer and Marcus Collier on this edition of the Success in Trucking podcast powered by ES. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank both Jennifer and Marcus for their time and perspective. Now, folks, if you'd like to learn more about the programs and opportunities available from ES, we'd like to invite you to visit the company's website, essuccessintrucking.com. That's essuccessintrucking.com. Once again, we'd like to thank you for spending part of your day with us here on the Success in Trucking podcast, powered by ES.